Loving Beyond the I Do podcast is produced and sponsored by LegendaryRelationship.com. All things marriage, all the time. Welcome to Loving Beyond the I Do podcast. This power couple is building stronger marriages one day at a time. Talking about real issues on love, relationships, and marriage longevity. Let's break down the barriers and engage in healthy conversation with your hosts, Jason and Tina Marie. Take a seat and buckle up because things are about to get real. Welcome to the show, everybody. Guess what? He's back and he couldn't stay away. He was itching. I was. I was chomping at the bit to get back on the mic. He was afraid someone was going to take his place. No, I don't. That's life. That's life. That's not going to (laughs) happen. This week's episode, Jason and I decided to talk about us and and how we deal with getting through disagreements, how we have gotten through disagreements. And continue to work on getting through disagreements. That's right, because there is no for sure way and there's no foolproof way. And we are still learning and doing what we learned is that every situation calls for a different approach. And this works for us. Uh, I mean, everybody's relationship is going to be different. But these are some of the things that we've worked throughout our 30 years of marriage. One of the ways that I think is key for us, for me, is we're allowed to have our own opinions in our discussions. Because I think we approach problems with only thinking about our view. I do want my part to be heard. I mean, I I don't think it's about being heard. It's about you believe what you're saying is the truth. Or you you believe that you have a valid issue and this is your issue with whatever it is. And you want this to be the answer to it. I like, feel like my point of view is correct. So and your answer to the point of view is correct. That's right. It's and, my view. And so I feel as though, okay, that's not really the problem or the issue and this is the problem and this is kind of how we should handle it going forward. The problem is that we are on different sides of the fence and we don't want to come around to the other side. It's not because we don't agree with the other person. I think once we get so far in and we're arguing our point that then we can't give in. It's like we have to stand our ground. I think that's the problem with most relationships. You don't want to give up your point. You don't want to give up your arguing point. We may really feel a different way. So let's say, for instance, you have a disagreement and the other person knows what they want to do. And so therefore, they're tired of arguing their point whether it's buying a dishwasher, buying a new car, going on a vacation, whatever the problem is, the other person has voiced their opinion. I want to do this. I think we should do that. And the other person is dead set against it. The other person initially doesn't want to do it. So therefore, they feel as though they have to stick to their guns to defend what their initial thing was instead of saying, hey, let me look at this from their perspective or why am I so against it? And let me see if I can actually come up with the reason that we both can agree on. It's hard to compromise when you're trying to hold on to your point, when you're trying to stay strong in your on your position. And sometimes you may initially really feel a certain way about something. This is my point. I'm going to stick to it instead of actually 
thinking about why am I against it? What is the problem? What are the plus or minuses? What is the real reason? Because sometimes we disagree on things, not of what it is, but just because the other person wants it. A lot of times that's true. If I feel like I'm not winning in the conversation or the disagreement, then I'm going to stick to my talking points so I can collect some wins and stake my claim to my position. We go into a lot of arguments and relationships. It's you against me when we're supposed to be in this relationship together. And we're not even thinking of it like that. We're thinking of, okay, if I give in, then I lose. If she gets her way, then she wins. If I get my way, then I win. So we're looking at it as a win-lose situation. And when you do that, that means somebody has to win and somebody has to lose. So therefore, someone's feelings have gotten hurt, which takes away from the love and the relationship. So if I'm... So you're saying if you collect too many wins, then I'm going to be hurt? You you do. You are. True. And then after a while, right, that's true. And then after a while, I don't even try to win. You fill yourself with upsetness and animosity. Therefore, the person that you love, you can't even demonstrate love or show love because you're holding something else. And two things cannot occupy the same space at the same time. So true. Sure can. So if you tell me that you love me, but you're showing me something different, that's because you love me way deep inside. But my wins have now gotten to you. And now you They're have- standing on top of my love. <laughs> <laughs> Your wins are on top of me and dancing, I can't break dancing. through. Exactly. Right. Exactly. We have those relationships where people don't even fight for the win. They just automatically give it to their mate because that's the way it's always been. A less dominant person in the relationship. So on one of our other podcasts, the person said, the problem with the dominant person is that they're always going to be heard. And if I'm a less dominant person and you're a dominant person, that means that eventually I'm just going to give in to whatever you want to do. And it's not that I agree with it. I'm just going to stop arguing and I'm just going to give you your way. You think you're winning, but what you don't realize is that it's really tearing the relationship apart because now that person is not being heard. Their opinion is not being considered. Their feelings are being looked over and the other person is celebrating a win, but really the relationship has just taken another loss. Our neediness to win is really destroying our relationship because winning is too important. I'm going to argue you down on a point just so I could get a win. Or sometimes we don't even argue. It'll be a mental anguish that they're going through. So they have now shut you completely out and they are stuck to I'm not changing my mind. That's definitely not good. If we had a conversation and I thought that maybe I got my point across or you got your point across and now it's over with. But now subconsciously or consciously, you're doing some mental work because you feel like you didn't win. That's dangerous. So many relationships are getting to a point and they don't really know how they've gotten there. It's because we are on two different sides of the relationship and we don't even realize it. The issue becomes more important than the person you actually love. Absolutely. We create these problems in our relationship that if we just take the time to sit down and stop taking sides and say, let's talk about the issue And let's not take sides, but let's see the plus, the minuses and the the gray area and come out with something that we both can agree on. Then I think that's a better way to approach conflict. I think that is excellent. And I think that is absolutely true. 
The only problem is in the heat of the battle, that just that's not going to happen or it is extremely difficult to happen. I'm saying let's prevent the battle altogether. I'm saying if we start realizing that our differences are not a battle, but a way for us to communicate better, then we don't have to have a battle, period. There is no heat of the battle. The issue isn't the argument. The issue is that we've been arguing and everything that we do and say now turns into an argument because we've been arguing so long and it gets to a point that we don't even know what we're arguing over. We just know that that's, that's the norm. We just need to argue. Right. That's our form of communication. That's now. our form of communication. That's, and how we, we, that's how we're going to communicate now because we feel a certain way about one another and we have to get our point across and it's done through maybe some sarcastic sayings or something of that nature. So we're just going to say it, cut deep with it, and move on and wait for you to retaliate so we can get this thing going. Because that's the that's the only way, that's what we've been doing. So that's the only way we know how to communicate is through arguing. You know, I know and, once, and before, even though- once before on one of the podcasts, which I think it was episode two, where we talked about do something differently. Doing something different. In order to do something different, you have to be willing to settle for the loss. And a lot of people aren't willing to do that. If our communication is always arguing and this is what we do and this is the only way we have been relating to each other, for me to do something different means that I have to try something kind. So in order to do that, you would have to step out of the norm. And arguing creates a norm for us. We would have to feel as though I want to love this person or I want to show this person love. And usually when our relationships are just arguing, love is so far away that we're not even trying to do anything different. No, we're just trying to argue. But, but, or, but Or we're trying to not have to deal with that person. Yeah, normally, the person that you're arguing with, you really don't want to sit down and have a civil conversation with or you don't feel comfortable or really you don't really want to be bothered with it. You'd rather right. be like, I'm going in the right. other room. I'm going to do what I'm going to do and right. you do what you do and right. whatever. And we go. Or, or we go into the conversation knowing that I'm going to say this, they're going to say that, and then this is where we're at. Right. So I think one minor disagreement turns into a win or a loss. Then the next disagreement even though we're not officially keeping score, we're keeping score. And that's why eventually, so all these win or losses that one or the other person has accumulated has now built up and it has taken a toll. And so now we're not even at the point, like, you know, you're with that person and somewhere deep down inside, you still love them, but you want it to be better and you want it to get better, but you don't know how, because this is just the way that you communicate. You argue. I know a lot of marriages that the only thing they do is they argue with one another. And and even though it hurts them and they're miserable, what we all truly want in a relationship is love. That's what we want is love. But love isn't always easy. It's not something that you just wake up and you just have it. Love is something you have to work for. Like communication, you have to talk and, and feel and be and express love to have it. But and you have to be loving. You have to be loving. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to express love, you have to be loving. You have to be that in which you're trying to express and what you want to have in return. And I know when Jason and I are in a disagreement. I win. 
when Jason and I used to be in a disagreement, how about I say that? So Mm -hmm. we're just going to speak what it is. In the past, when Jason and I would disagree, I don't think I really cared about what he thought. Probably didn't. I I don't want to say I didn't care, but I think that... That wasn't um, high on your priority list because you were just interested in your point of view. So I'm trying to think like how people approach arguments. So we're arguing over something and I'm really trying to get you to see what it is I want or what it is you're doing or what's wrong. And for some reason, that other person just can't see it my way. And so no matter what I say or what I do, it's like you just can't see it my way. And the question is, why? That's called a disagreement. Yeah, but why can't why can't you listen? We're never- I can listen. But I don't see it the way that you're delivering it to me. I see it the way that I see it in my mind. As you give it to me, I'm internalizing it. I'm running it through my brain and it's telling me this is how mm-hmm. I see it. I think it. you approached it with a preconceived idea. I think that's why it's right. Oh, for sure. Especially right. how you, it all depends. Like I said, however you gave it to me, I took it. Whatever emotion. Along with all the wins and losses of the past. Exactly. And how I had you're to, feeling. If I had to put on armor or not, <laughs> or if this is a friendly, you know, a friendly conversation. Friendly, friendly, friendly combat. <laughs> right. So it all depends on are how we pulling I'm out, on Are it. we pulling out the heavy, heavy, right. heavy uh, artillery? I need to retreat and get ready? <laughs> or can I stand here and talk to you the way that, you know, I am? So it all depends on, you know, you give your side of the story and then I internalize it and then I break it down. And then I react. Now, the thing is. How do we break as, down those barriers? As I start to break it down, it still it becomes more of an influx of more information. So I'm, start, I'm still having to process this information as it keeps coming to me. Because it's not like you say something and then, it's, and then that's it and give me time to. Are you being me and specifically me? Or are no, you talking no, no. you in general? I'm just talking me in general. No, I, I'm you're trying not. You're pro- talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. You're talking about as you keep talking, it keeps coming in. It keeps like a floodgate or something. Like I never stopped talking. I didn't say you didn't stop talking. Yes, I you just did. Said, you just said as that. the information comes in, I <laughs> have to process. It in. keeps coming. <laughs> so, and it's hard to get a, a word in edgewise. Or so by the time I process it and I give you something, and after a while, you're like, you don't have anything to say. Uh, yeah. By that time, you should have had all that so, information so, and you should so, have a process. You should yeah. have a rebuttal. Yeah, but you say, do you have anything to say? Say to which 200 questions that you've already asked. I mean, which one am I answering? Well, I feel like you should have an answer for all of them because this question leads to that question, which leads to that question, which leads to this question, which I want to know why you didn't answer the first one that led to the second one because we got the third one, which came to the fourth one, and now we're on the 12th. Yep, and you lost me at two. I was working on the first one. I had my reply and two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine came in. And I was like, man, what was, where we're at? And then when I start to answer the first question, then you're like, we're not even talking about that anymore. We so way I guess off of that. that goes back to saying that we want people to answer at the time we want them to answer. Not at the time that it needs them to process it and actually deliver a response that is worthy of communicating or talking about, but we want them to answer right away because we're talking right away. You think that's the issue? Oh, for sure. It's the same thing if if I start giving you a floodgate of information. I want answers to the to the first question or the second question or whatever. Have you ever done concern. that? Sure I have. 
Oh, I'll say something and you say, well, are you assuming or this, that, and the other? I'm like, I don't know if I'm ooh, assuming. that's a good I'm, rebuttal. I, I'm ooh, asking a question. Stuff. Yeah, ooh, I got yeah. some good stuff. That yeah. sounds good. Yeah, but I'm hip to your game. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to get around that. But in all honesty, I think that when we start disagreeing, we have to be careful with what we're disagreeing about and why we're disagreeing and that we have to be willing to be flexible so that the disagreement doesn't become one of those things that chisels our love away from each other. Because that's not our intent. We're going to disagree. Right. And, and like we've said it before, conflict is, is healthy for a relationship as long as it does not get out of hand. And the problem is a lot of times it gets out of hand. Yeah, because you won't answer. I won't answer. And they come in too quick. I mean, give a brother the time to answer the question. I remember one time I gave you a question. And I get, I said, well, you don't have to answer it right now. Just answer it. You know, just take your time, think about it. And like two, three days pass by. So yeah. you figured if I don't say anything right. that you don't have to answer it. Listen, I don't do well with take home quizzes. <laughs> so don't give me I, a take home do, quiz. I guess you don't do well with and pop quizzes. Oh, I don't do well with a pop quiz at all. <laughs> so, don't even give me so a pop quiz. So the bottom line is you just don't do well with quizzes. Pretty much. Okay. So that's why I test you then. That's why I always test you, because you always fail the quizzes. True. Yeah. So, yeah, don't give me no pop quiz. We're talking about the test now. Oh, yeah. See, I can study for the test. As long as it's not a take-home test, baby. <laughs> no, don't, don't ask me a question and then want me to get back to you. That takes some thought. Yeah, that's the whole point. You said I, I, know I, I normally okay, that's give the you problem questions. Right there. You said I normally it's, give you questions. It takes some thought. And then if I come back with a little weak answer, that's all you came up with? That's not true. You did. That's a, I asked you a simple you're, question. You're, you're assuming right now. You're, you're basing what you're saying on assumptions. Okay. I would not say that's all you can come up with after two days. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, are you kidding me? No, right, no, I wouldn't. I'm just kidding. I'm just humoring you. I wouldn't do that because okay. I would know. I would expect that you would come back with the real answer because I'm sure that the issue was enough for both of us to want to supply a real answer. That's true. I would. I really would. So how do we start to approach conflict, disagreements, arguments in a different manner? I had this conversation uh, with someone earlier and it was about failing. It's how you view it. I mean, like if we say we fail at something, you label yourself as a failure. That win a loss syndrome. Right. That you didn't do well. But if you start looking at failure differently, like a learning process, then it's not so bad. I think, I think that we I need to, in, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we need to embrace the differences that we have, and in that way, we don't look at it as a win loss type of deal. It's like a learning experience. Okay, I need to understand your point of view on some things is just as well as you need to understand mine, and we can get through the disagreement. So, as I said earlier, we need to approach disagreements and arguments in a manner where we say, okay, it's not that you want it this way and I want it that way. Let's see what the real issue is. Let's see how we both feel about it. Let's talk about it in a neutral manner. And then let's decide on a plan of action. And I think that way it numbers the wins and losses and it doesn't take away from the love. But we're actually working together to come up with a solution instead of battling each other for the win. Yeah. Yeah. I think it should always be us against the situation right absolutely absolutely and if we can come together and say look we love each other we care about each other 
but we got this disagreement. Let's get through this disagreement, but let's not lose the love that we have for one another while we're discussing this. Right. Let's find out why we feel different ways about why we feel. And I think that takes an opportunity or that takes a big leap into trying to understand the other person and not be judgmental or not be really stubborn at the fact that my way is the right way. You know, I think if we realize, like you said, that it's us against the situation and what really is the situation and is the situation something so big that it requires us to be against each other? Because I don't think there is. If we really start looking at, uh, like you said, looking at it in a different light, I think we might come up with the way that handling arguments on a whole different level. Yeah. And like I said, it's just, Hey guys, we just came up with something for us. Hey, that that might work for us. We're going to have conflicts and disagreements and things of that. Because we're two different people. We're two different people. Experience in life, two different ways. That's right. And we came together and we're trying to do the best we can with the way that we were raised and the, the beliefs and everything else that went along with our lives. What my values are and what I feel like is important and what you value and what you feel is important. Something I may put high on my list that I feel like is important may not be as important to you. So if we instead of arguing over it and tr- me trying to force my way into letting you see why it's important, I think if we sit down and talk about it and you say, well, why is this so important to you? And then you try, you, you actually understand what the issue is then now you're not battling against the importance and you're making me feel bad if I don't win or if it doesn't go my way. We're actually trying to understand each other and see why it is we're arguing or the disagreement is in the first place. That's the first thing you say. I don't understand why blank, whatever it is. I don't understand why she acts this way. I don't understand why she gets so upset over this. And that's part of the issue. You You don't don't understand. understand. You have to understand what makes them so upset about the situation if you don't know then you find out what is it that makes you so upset what is it that makes me so upset about this particular issue let's just say hypothetically jason and i have never disagreed on this but i jump double dutch i go out on certain days that we have the double dutch club and we jump for an hour or i may take two hours sometime i hang around and socialize and talk so let's just say that I wanted to do that. And he didn't want me to do it. And I don't understand why you would want to go jump double dutch. Right. So then he's upset when I go to jump double dutch. But But, in my mind. But I haven't said anything. I just have an attitude. Right. So this is an example of how we can work through this. So now I know when I get ready to go, he's, where are you going? Oh, I'm going to jump double dutch. And immediately his face turns up. So it's not what he's saying but his demeanor and his actions that are showing me that he doesn't like that. And my whole internal self is infected because the whole emotion goes through my body when she says double dutch. That causes my face to react, my, my senses react, everything just changes right on the spot. So in turn, my reaction to his reaction is, I don't care how he feels, I'm going. And so now... We're at a battle of, do I go and satisfy myself or do I stay and satisfy him or pacify him? Because I don't understand why he doesn't want me to go. And I don't understand why you're going. Right. So how do we approach this? Again, this is hypothetical and this is not a true incident. We're just, this is something that I do. And so we're just using this as an example. So you don't know why I got upset. 
you only realize it because of the way my face looks and my interaction. And when I get home and how you're acting. Yeah, because maybe you stayed out or you... Just going, just going. Because if if you don't want someone to do something and they do it, when they get back, you're going to let them know that you you didn't want them to do it. You didn't approve of them doing it. So after the activity is done, are you in a hurry or do you come straight back to come be with me? Because I know you're upset. Because you know I'm upset. What that does to me is that one, it makes me upset and angry that he's acting this way. And two, I can look at it two ways. I don't know why he's upset, but I'm not rushing back for him because he hasn't told me he's upset. He's just acting like that. I don't understand. Like I can't go somewhere. Or do I say, well, I know it bothered him. So let me get back home as soon as I can. Hmm. What would we do? Probably appreciate it either way. If you came back early or if you stayed later, later could would cause more of a internal issue with me. Yeah. But coming back early wouldn't help the issue at all. Right. So now I'm back home. And how do we approach this problem? Because now it's over with, right? You've, you've gone to jump and I've been at home festering in it the whole time. Well, and then the other thing is that even though I went, you may consider it as a win. Okay, she went even though she knew that I really didn't want her to go. So you may look at it as a win. But to me, I look at it as a loss because now I'm having to go against you And I'm going to have to deal with your attitude and your anger once I get home. Now, I'm upset not knowing why you were upset, which caused me to be upset. So I'm just it's just a bunch of upsetness (laughs) right now. It is (laughs) because I have to be strong because I have to continue to be upset because I was upset when you left. Now, whether, you know, music came on and I started doing something and got in a little happy mood and then. When you come through the door, I got to cut that happiness off because I have to still show you that I'm still upset with what you did with you. Right. So I have to put that back on again just to hold firm to, you know, I'm upset. Okay. So now that was the scenario. That's How do we or scenario? Right. How do we handle it? How do we do differently now what we've done in the past? I think if it who who puts down who puts who makes the first move? I think in, in this scenario. I think it's probably me because I got upset when you said you were going. There was nothing wrong with you saying, hey, I'm going to go have or go get exercise or whatever. Okay, now we're trying to understand what the real issue is and trying to understand the other person. So should I come back and sit down with you and say, hey, I noticed that when I said I was going to jump, you got a little upset. And you're still upset. So let's talk about why you're upset. Do you think that would go well with men? Yes. It, it, because when you come back, we're looking for that, that, oh, okay. that tug of war. You okay. Know? You're I know looking you're for a fight. Able, yeah, we're looking for a fight. Because I remember now, I have to go back to, I have to make sure I'm mad when you come back. Or I'm feeling a certain way or being short with you. Mm-hmm. When you say that, yeah, I understand that you were upset. Let's talk about it and find a, you know, a happy medium here. It's like, you know, I'm not expecting that. Okay. Going forward, if we're trying to approach conflict and disagreements differently, who takes the first step? Whomever. Either one of us could take the first step because we love each other. And if we love each other, we either one. We're realizing that there is no win or loss. Right. Because when we do that, then it's a hit to the marriage. It's a hit to love. So 
I can either come in and say, I noticed that it bothered you and I don't know why, but I would like to discuss or talk about why it bothered you. Or you could come and say, hey, listen, sweetie, I was thinking about us spending some time this evening, maybe going out to a movie or something. But then you decided that you want to go jump and I got a little upset over that. So can we talk about it, how we can kind of, you know, rectify this for the future? So let's just say that your spouse or mate is controlling and it doesn't matter where you go, what you do. They're always upset or they don't want you to do it. And it's not a particular reason why they don't want you to do it. So what do you do in that situation? So how do we approach a situation where if we're going out and whenever we come back from wherever we're at, our spouse or mate is upset? Maybe ask to go with or, hey, would you like to go with? And what if they say no? Because now, remember, they're always upset because we're going. So why would they want to go with us? Someone's upset and the other person doesn't understand what the heck is going on. So who's going to be the one to have that conversation and say, what's going on here and how do we get beyond it? So if nine times out of 10, it won't be the person that's upset. It's the other person that's confused about why the other one is upset. So the one that's not upset is the one that's probably going to start the conversation. Hey, I see that you got upset when I left. I'm not sure what was going on. Hey, let's talk about it. I agree. So, and Again, it's going to take courage. It's going to take stepping outside of our comfort zone or just, I think, us having a conversation prior to arguments so that if if we're not arguing and everything seems to be okay, then someone can bring it up like, I noticed that we do a lot of arguing and that's detrimental to our marriage and our relationship. So why don't we decide to take a different approach with future arguments. Someone is going to take courage, it's going to take time, and it's going to take some softness into understanding the other person, but it has to be talked about prior to. We have to talk about the fact that we're going to talk about arguments differently. If we don't, we're not going to get anywhere. We have to face the arguments. We're going to have disagreements, but we have to be able to have communications around those disagreements because In the end, and you have to keep in your mind, a disagreement isn't a bad thing. It makes your relationship stronger because as you get through these disagreements, you become closer. It doesn't seem like it as you're doing it or you having the disagreements. But if you can have the disagreements and you can talk through those disagreements, when you come on the other side of that disagreement, you guys are going to become closer and have a better understanding of your relationship. And it's not going to be easy for the simple fact that if you're in a relationship where, like we said, most of your communication is arguing, then it has to be, this has to be that point where you go, something has to change. And in order for something to change, someone has to initiate it. Change is just not going to happen by itself because you went from a loving relationship and getting married. And then through the process of arguing, it changed the way you both felt and related to each other. So now you have to find a way to switch that and change it in a different direction. You have to decide on what's more important, a love for each other or that particular disagreement. And some people get so used to arguing that that is just who they are and they don't even know how to put that veil down. Sometimes that can be a really hard thing. And when you come from a different 
approach or come from a different place, sometimes that puts their defenses down. Yeah. It's going to be hard, especially if you're in a relationship and you're doing a lot of arguing and a lot of disagreement and things aren't going well. It's going to be extremely difficult to flip the script and start to have a conversation. Because probably the first thing the person's going to say is, what's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) Why do you want to talk about it now? There's nothing to talk about. That itself is probably going to cause an argument. So you have to be prepared. You have to... Be prepared into what you're going to say. You're going to keep your cool and you're going to try to the best way you know how communicate with this person whom you love that what we're doing and how we're um, communicating and getting along is not beneficial to our relationship and that love heals. And if we want our relationship to be better for whatever reason, like one life is just too short. Life is too short to be unhappy and to argue every day or be when you walk in your home, you're unhappy just because that's the vibe. You have to go into this battle knowing it's a battle. But when you come out, it's no longer going to be a battle. You have to keep in mind what it is you're looking for and hold steadfast to that. Hold in your mind the outcome in which you want. So if you don't want to argue and an argument presents itself, and you're deciding that you're going to try to talk through it and it continues to come up, hold in your mind the outcome that you want for this particular situation. And it will come to pass. It may not be easy. It may take a little bit longer than um, the time frame in which you want it. But just hold to that and it will happen. But you have to stay the course. You can't say, well, I asked a couple of questions and, and then they kept going. So then we just got into it. No, <laughs> no, because that's what's going to happen. Or I think that a lot of arguments also happen because we feel like the other person is nitpicking, finger pointing or condemning what we do. Right. Like we're the problem. So we're trying to defend ourselves by coming back with a rebuttal. But what we have to realize is that Even if the person is stating something that you do or don't do or what you continue to do and you guys have had conversation and arguments in the past, obviously this approach is not working. So it's going to take you to put down your defenses and say, hey, let's talk about the real issue because when you're arguing and someone is pointing their finger at you or they're coming at you. Yeah, putting you down. Or whatever. It's like you're not hearing it anyway. Right. You're not hearing it. You, you stop listening. You don't really care what they're saying. So now you're not even trying to see their point of view anymore. No. Or when did you check out? How long does it take for you to actually check out <laughs> on the conversation anyway? Right. So right. once you start going in on the conversation, when does the... Other person stop listening. Right. And when does the other person start sounding like blah, 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 blah. So when you see that, because... Th- Nothing's new. So when you see that argument approaching, you need to stop it. And you need to say, hey, you know what? This is the way we've handled this situation in the past thousands of times. And let's try a different approach. This time, let's actually sit down and figure out what the real issue is. If I'm not taking out the garbage and the garbage bothers you, let's really talk about what the true issue is. And let's come up with a solution to try to figure out why 
I do what I do, what you do, what you do, and try to come up with something together that we both can compromise on to try to resolve this issue. Because if it keeps coming up, that means that we're not doing a good job of communicating on resolving it. And that's why we're here to talk about solutions. It's not a really to highlight problems and situations. It's about, yeah, situations come up, but how can we handle those situations? How can we take those situations and mold them into a way that it makes our relationship stronger? So you can understand, it's not about the wins and the arguments about what they did wrong and this, that, and the other. It's about what you can do to make your relationship better. Because we all have to change. A better me means a better relationship, a better marriage. So do your part to make it better. And then that way, your relationship can flourish. I think too many times we're looking for the other person to take the other step to make it better or to show us love so that we can respond with love. And sometimes it it has to initiate with us. We have to be the bigger person to realize what is it do I want in this relationship? I think the first thing we all need to ask ourselves is what do I want out of my relationship? Do I want a harmonious relationship, a loving relationship, or do I want a relationship where every time I see my mate, it just it just irks me, you know, or I'm always upset. Like, what do we really want? If we truly sit down and ask ourselves that question and come up with the answer that only we know what the answer is, then we can work towards that. But we have to be willing to put forth the effort and the time and the energy to get that. And it has to start with us. I would hope that everyone would say that when they see they made, they would want to feel happiness and love because I can't imagine that someone would marry or be in a relationship with somebody that they just really don't want to see. Now, over time, that can happen. Right. But actually going in, I think that you. And would, I don't. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I think that you would want, have look, some love look. and some warm feelings. Somewhere, and, right? Right. But over time. Right. It can turn too many something wins. different. And, and, and too many times we just settle for that. Mm-hmm. We settle for love sometimes. We settle for whenever we have sex, we'll just get it. And that's a imitation of love. Or whenever we can get a handhold or whenever we can go out to dinner and pretend that everything is okay. Whenever we can find a glimpse of love, we'll take it instead of actually realizing that we can have love. Love is not that difficult that you can't have it unless you're not willing to work for it. It's easy to lose love if we're willing to settle for the things that we really don't want. So don't settle and love yourself, love your relationship, and it'll make everything better, but it's going to take work. Jason, guys are usually different than girls you know for us sometimes some of us we're willing to kind of push aside and kind of you know want to work things out but what about the guys because I'm not a guy and I don't have your perspective so what can you tell the guys because guys approach conflict differently guys got to come out of their comfort zone and express their feelings about whatever the situation is instead of holding on things internally generally Guys don't like to talk about their feelings. I don't know where we got that from, but it's just something that we have internally that it's not strong for us to talk about our feelings. We need to get over that because the woman is a feeling being, and I know we're not, 
But we have to meet her halfway. We have to be able to express our feelings about the situation so she can get a level of understanding about how we feel and how we operate in a sense as much as we can allow them to understand that. And not in a negative way, right? No, not and in not a negative And not in an over boisterous male ego, right. this is my now, way type now, of thing. not all men have a problem with expressing themselves. There are a lot of men out there that have, will let you know exactly how they feel, but you have to do it very tactfully. You can't just ram it down someone's throat or in their face and be boisterous with it. You sit down and you have a conversation. Always be respectful of the other person's feelings as you're trying to express your feelings about the situation. What I'm getting at is that most men find it that if they do that, then it's their ego, then I'm giving in, then I'm approaching this as if I have lost instead of looking at it as we're not getting along and it's not getting any better. So, But you see some of the most happiest couples is when the men are open and having those conversations, when sometimes when they're arguing and then they just hold her and say, look, baby, everything's going to be okay. When you have an argument, you just stop it and you just say, Let's figure out what we're really arguing about. Okay. Or when you're having an argument and what the woman really wants is for the man to just say, hey, let's stop arguing and let's figure out what we're arguing about and let's work through it. Instead of hollering and screaming and... Or not saying anything. Not saying anything or going... That's what I was going to say, going into our corners and, and retreating. Let's... You know, when you're in the midst of an argument and you feel that you're taking it to another level of anger and so are they, then let's be willing to just stop and say, hey, what are we really arguing about and how can we really solve it together? Because that's what marriage is. It's supposed to be you and a person against anything and everything, all odds, everyone, everybody, anything that comes up against you, two is supposed to be better than one. So therefore we have an advantage over anything and everything. And if we don't use that advantage, then what's the point of having it? If we can't get along together, everyone knows the terms, united we stand, divided we fall. Yeah. If we can't get along and agree on the things that that are so minute between us, how can we ever come together when there's something outside that we need to come together and fight? We're not going to come together. We have to. It's not just going to magically happen. We have to come together and we have to work together. This is your partner. This is the person that you said that you wanted to be with. You guys agree. I want to share the rest of my life with you. Now, why do we treat that person? Or this is the person that I want to be with right now to see if it goes to that next level of sharing the rest of my life with you. So is, this is the person I'm in a relationship with. This is the person I'm in a relationship. This is the this is the person I said, this is it. We're in this thing together. together. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, then you're going to have to do some things differently. You're going to have to open up and share. I can't say I want to spend the rest of my life with you or this moment in time and then get upset and then treat you worse than a stranger on the street. Absolutely. When I get upset. That, right. It doesn't make any and sense. And that's so funny that you say that because most of the time, the person that we're the closest to, we're willing to talk to them and treat them when we're upset, usually worse than someone that we don't know. I think that happens all the time because you're too close. We take 
the love for the other person for granted. And we think that, okay, they're not going anywhere. They're not going to do anything. They can't do anything. I can say it in the heat of anger and it's not going to have any reproach. (laughs) Yes, it will. Because I'm going to think about it. I'm going to feel it. Those words have strong emotions. I'm going to internalize what you said. How could you say that if you claim that you love me? And it really hurts. It hurts more than if a stranger or someone else on the street says it. Because you are the one that loves me. And you. And the only thing that's going to happen is that I'm going to react with some words that are worse than yours. Now I'm questioning, do you really love me? We're in a battle. Yeah. We're in a battle against each other. Against, over. So we, we are in a full blown battle against the one person in the world who we chose to be with over something that you and I can work together to fix. The most important question is how important is your relationship? What does it really mean to you? Because if it means a lot, then you need to get on one accord with your significant other and you all tackle the situations as they come up. It's you two against whatever comes up. I would just say that if you know you, no one is happy being unhappy. That's just not the way we're made. But if you know within you that you want to be happy, then you should know that that person wants to be happy. So we have to find a way to bring this conversation to them in a way that they're going to be receptive to it. You got to find your happy place. You, you do have to find your happy place. And you have to realize, what can I say? And it's not about tiptoeing or being the underdog or, you know, going like, okay, I'm giving in. It's not about that. It's about what can I do? to change the direction of my relationship so that it can become something that I want and that I'm proud of and that I want to be in. And probably something that you once had. Absolutely. Even if you've never had, it doesn't mean that you can't. You can always have something new. Just like our our relationships can go down, they can go up. We can have something that we've never had and never even thought that we could have had. Right. And it starts with you. Start being and having that relationship that you want. Your love have more love in your relationship, respect, communication, all those things. You have to be it. Jason and I have a list of things that we feel are vitally important in every relationship, no matter if it's new, old, seasoned, just now putting the season salt on it. These are vital keys that every relationship needs. Now that we have it all seasoned up, I think now you have some things that you can Look towards to kind of help you with maneuvering through your unresolved conflict. Yep. Remember, conflict is good. It's not a bad thing. And it cannot get out. And conflict cannot be a win or a loss situation. Right. It's not a bad thing. Just don't let it get out of hand. It's you two against whatever situation that comes up in your relationship. And why is conflict good? Because it makes you stronger. The more that you guys overcome whatever conflicts there are, the stronger you two become together. Yes. As we go forward in our relationships, just remember whenever we come across a conflict or disagreement between each other, it does not have to become a battle. And it does not come between us. We're going to get tighter. We're going to become one accord, even in our disagreement. But we are not going to let that disagreement tear us or get between us. And being able to resolve conflict together helps your relationship grow to a new level. So now you're not worried about 
arguing. You have more time to enjoy each other because you're not spending so much time on the conflict. Once we've mastered the art of conflict, then therefore that's not an issue that we have in our marriage. And that right there builds a stronger marriage. Sure does. So this week's episode, we hope that you can take something from it and start working on it. Jason and I know we will. Yeah, I learned a lot. Yeah, we're not at the peak of our relationship where we can't learn. And that's the whole point of sharing the things that we do and hoping that they can impact and have some kind of influence. On, on you. If What we discuss here is helping us as well as hopefully helping you. It's about talking and expressing yourself during the most difficult times when you don't agree with one another. And if we can get beyond that with the person that I love. And still come out on the other side loving each other. Then I know that no matter what, this person here has my back. And that's what love is. Someone that you can always count on. It stops us from tearing our marriages down, but building them up. So we are at a point where the things that take away from our marriage are no longer an issue. Then it leaves us with a sound marriage with a good foundation that we can continue to build on. Every strong building has a good foundation. Every strong marriage has has a a good good foundation. foundation. And it's never too late to start building a good foundation. That's right. So happy building. And that wraps up another episode of Loving Beyond the I Do podcast. Some of you have expressed how much you've enjoyed the podcast. And your gratitude for the podcast and how it has helped and benefited your relationship. And we greatly appreciate that. However, we would like for you to pop over to Apple Podcasts or Google or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. Uh, Let other people see what you've received from this podcast. This is about sharing the knowledge and the tools and the education of marriage so that we can have better marriages. We want all marriages to be successful. It's not the easiest thing to do, but it's very rewarding when you do it right. So make sure that any comments, concerns, questions, anything that you want to leave, we have gotten so much positive feedback from the podcast that we want to let other people know how it is impacting other marriages. So don't be shy. Go to any place that you get your podcast and feel free to either leave us a message, a concern or comment, as well as when you see our post on Facebook or Instagram, feel free to share. Until next time. Don't forget. We're we're in in it to win it. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Loving Beyond the I Do podcast. Head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Legendary Relationship or visit our website at LegendaryRelationship.com. Till next time, remember to make every day count.